Welcome to Branding You Real Estate. This is your host, Corinne King, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And I had the opportunity to interview an Instagram rock star, Kate, who is a media manager, owns her own company called Meraki Media Management. She will go into more details of what that means and hint. Uh, it's the name of this podcast. Kind of gave it away there. Um, but anyways, she focuses on, and she'll go into details of her story, but it's pretty incredible. She was working for a company and really grew their Instagram presence and followers. And so she decided, hey, I'm going to start my own company where she solely focuses on Instagram. And she works with a gamut of clients. And today we brought it down to real estate agents and how you as a real estate agent can optimize your Instagram. So this is all about Instagram and she gives some like real concrete takeaways and tools that you can use, that you can take away and take with you immediately at the end of this podcast. So grab a pen and paper so you can take some notes And if you're driving and you don't want to write any notes, that's okay too. You can shoot me a text. I will jot those down and send those over. You can text me at 772-633-6209. Well, enjoy this amazing episode. Thank you for your support on this podcast and check out some more if you haven't already. So I am here with Kate with Meraki media management today. She's been very patient as I've been working on my audio for my podcast. So we'll see how this one comes out. And Kate, welcome. Thank you so, so much for being here. Tell me and the audience who isn't there yet a bit about you and what Meraki Media means. You were going to explain that earlier. Let's save it for the podcast. So tell me about that and you, and we're just going to dig right in. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here and I'm super excited to share all of the fun tips that we'll eventually dive into too. Um, But it's great to share background first. So I chose the word Meraki for my company because Meraki needs to put your heart and soul into your work. And when I started, thank you. Yeah. When I started my business, um, which is kind of a funny story, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well. um, It really ended up being like who I am as a person. And that's what I wanted my services to come across as. So it's so much more than, you know, building confidence on Instagram and like posting. It's really about finding your internal (laughs) growth and being able to share your information with your public without feeling, you know, worried or concerned about opening up. So that's my specialty and that's kind of how I got started. So yeah, that's where the word came from. It's actually a Greek descent um, and I'm not Greek, but I just love the meaning behind it and I love how powerful it is. So I am, I ran to get a pen, sorry to leave you on your own. And um, I don't like to come up with a name for the podcast until it's done, like the the topic cover, because sometimes we start with one idea. And this is where I said, like, here are some ideas and questions, but let's just see where it goes and flows and what it falls into. I'm thinking, but we'll wait till the end of this. So I wrote down heart and soul of Instagram, and I feel like that's what you are. So you told us where that came from. And, and what you are, you're pretty much like this Instagram expert. And you jump in, tell me if I'm wrong, 
Um, you help people in three different ways. You can help people just learn how to use Instagram beginners, um, how someone's already posting and, you know, having fun with Instagram and stalking, which is one of my favorite hobbies, um, yes. but how they can <laughs> optimize their Instagram. And then some, I think that you're completely full with clients right now, but you do Instagram management, like just take it all over for someone. So your company has those three tiers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we do all of that, which is, I know a lot, but we feel really um, happy to work with clients in all different aspects because it actually helps us keep up our education as we go. So when we're working with management clients, we know the ins and out of the app mm -hmm. and we're able to share that with our training clients as well. So it's kind of been a good way to continue our education along as we go too. Awesome. Um, so uh, today I really wanted to focus on like anyone can reach out to you. Um, did I say your name at the beginning, Kate? I yeah. Everyone, this is Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyone they can reach out to if they just want to learn Instagram. And today we're focusing on people who may already have an Instagram. They already know how to log in and use it, but there's so much you can do to optimize it. And I actually was never an Instagram girl until recently, until I started branding you real estate, um, just because that's where I wanted to focus and find my ideal client community, which I took from your Instagram profile. Um, so yeah, let's, well, and we'll go back to your history. You have a great story um, about how you got into this business, purely just focusing on Instagram as social media, no other social medias, right? Just that one, which is which we were talking about, is Facebook dead? Do we all need to start transitioning now to Instagram and optimizing it now rather than waiting? Yeah. And your story, which you're going to elaborate how you did this, and maybe this is how you transitioned to your business, is you took an IG account from 18,000 to 500,000 in under a month. And that was probably, so you were like, I am pretty good at this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, um, after I graduated, I went to James Madison in Virginia and then I moved back home and I was like, not really sure what I wanted to do with my life. But I have to say, I always had this inkling that I wanted to be a social manager, like a social media manager for someone, but I wasn't sure how to go about that. Like I was never an Instagram influencer. I never had a background in growing accounts. Um, my degree was in like public relations. So we sometimes tell with Instagram, like not at all really. Yeah. Um, so once I moved back home, I started working for a local nonprofit here just because I got the job and you know, they did great work and I really enjoyed the mission. So I ended up, you know, leading a campaign for them. And that's when I grew the Instagram account, their Instagram account from the 18,000 followers to 500,000 followers in under a month. And it was just such an amazing abundance amount of love coming through Instagram as well. Like it wasn't even just the money that we were raising, which was of course great because we were offering direct benefits for cancer patients and like doing good work. Mm -hmm. um, but it was so overwhelming to see people all over the world come out of the woodwork on this app and feel so passionate about supporting us and our goals. So once I kind of saw how impactful a community could be on this application and also converting to fundraising and actually making money, 
I was like, why can't I do this for every business owner? Why can't I help all women business owners do this for themselves? Because it's not impossible. And even if we just start with five or 10 followers, like that's a great start. Everybody starts there. You know, um, I'm definitely anti bot follower or having to buy followers before you start your account. Um, because we are all about the ideal client and catering to that community. And unfortunately, when we buy those bots, then it just ends up skewing our information that we might be getting or skewing our business Instagram. So say you buy bots, because I've seen this a lot and a lot of other people that I follow that are social media experts who focus in and out of the real estate field, they say don't, you know, you want to follow and have people follow you who are your ideal client community, like you said. Is there anything with the algorithms, like... If you're following more people, more people are following you. Does that help your al algorithms or is it working against you? Yeah, this is a great question. Yeah, this is like definitely one of those things. So the algorithm, unfortunately, will never be able to actually know what the people on Probably Instagram. every day. Exactly. Like, like on our toes. Yes, I imagine them like sitting around a table, like brainstorming, and I'm like, we'll never be able to get into those minds, unfortunately, which is kind of cool too. Like, that's the fun of it. You have to honestly think of this as an experiment, and you're testing things constantly. Mm -hmm. um, so, even throughout our trainings, like, I'll frequently say, you know, this is not the only way you're going to utilize this piece. This is always going to change. And as you learn that type of way of Instagram and not feeling like, like, okay, I have my Instagram bio. It's never going to change. Like, it's perfect. I'm never going to touch it. Um, that's not the mentality we have to go in with. So going back to the ideal client, it's really unfortunate when you do buy those followers. So in the past, before I started my business, I actually tested it. I bought some followers. I tried to see if it was possible to continue growing your account after you bought those followers and would it help engagement just to test it out. And it actually really hurt my account because I had to oh. go back. Yeah, I had to go back and delete all of them. And once we get into the business Instagram insights, which is a free tool on Instagram that actually helps you connect with the client and understand who your ideal client is, like what community is resonating with your content. And that's all skewed when you buy followers. So it's not going to tell you the right time of day to post, or it's not going to tell you the right person that you could possibly be connecting with. Like you may be connecting with the, a woman versus a man and your insights will all be skewed. Um, so that's kind of coming from my research of my background. And that's why I just really stay away from that because if we want to use all of the great tools that Instagram has offered for free, we can't go at it buying the bots. Right. And so, and when it comes, how many real estate agents have you worked with? Because when we spoke, you said, yes, you have worked with real estate agents in the past. Yeah, I worked with- We're a different breed. Yes, definitely. I've worked with like probably about five to six real estate agents, but before COVID, you know, I've communicated with large real estate agencies that were thinking about even taking on our training to train their real mm -hmm. estate agents because it's so important to be online. And now with COVID more than ever, you know, right. we can start selling to people that are in California that could be moving to Pennsylvania. Like there's so many ways that you can start to sell online. And 
can really communicate exactly how you all communicate with the buyer in person. You just have to learn how to come across like that online, which is always the challenge. Right. And that's why, and tell me if I'm wrong, because you're the expert when it comes to Instagram and we're going to get into all the details on this. Yeah. Yeah, Hold off on that. So Instagram for real estate agents, which is what we're kind of focusing on. um, I know that that might be a little different than Instagram as a whole. It all depends on if you're trying to be an influencer or if you're marketing a restaurant or if you're marketing like we are a location and real estate in general. So let's dive into some of your tips and tricks. And I know we'll talk about this later. You have a course coming up. Um, So we'll get into that but any tips or tricks for them to optimize their Instagram to, you know, I like to call this branding new real estate, which does not have a linear line from an action to really a result. I feel like it's kind of squiggly. You have some stops along the way and branding is more about building those relationships. Is that how you look at Instagram rather than a direct sale from one post to a sale, which happens, but yeah, absolutely. Agents don't focus on that. It's all about the relationship building and that will start snowballing and falling in and they'll tell their friend like, oh, I saw this girl Corinne on Instagram and she sells Yes, exactly. Like that's exactly what we try to teach and embody from the very beginning because unfortunately, when Instagram first came out, it had a very negative connotation after a few years of going because so many people felt like it was untouchable. How, where do you even begin? You know, some people right. have followers, it's way too intimidating. And since quarantine and everything that we've all been going through as a society and whole of the world, it's been really interesting because now it's so much more authentic. It's very mm-hmm. real. People want to connect with you and we're much more about building the community because that's the community that you can lean on. Let's say all of a sudden you get a house that you're selling and it dropped, the prices decided to decrease based off of the seller. Okay, great. Well, now you can lead on your community and maybe even reach out to people that had been interested on your community, on your platform. It's almost like a resource and a database that you can go back to at any time to touch people, warm new audiences, and just really connect. Because as real estate agents, we know there's plenty of people out there, just like social media managers, so many people, an abundant amount of people that we can work with. It's really about how are we connecting? Why are we standing out to that specific client and making them want to come to us for advice and offering service, like a service-based opinion. I always say like literally coming from free value and just offering advice People value that more than ever right now. And before, because I definitely wanted to touch on this at the beginning, because we're starting to go deep into Instagram and you answered a lot, like, this is why we need to use Instagram. And maybe it's just the little island that I live on. We're like 10 years behind everyone. Um, But everyone is just jumping on the Facebook bandwagon. And I feel like there's a place for Facebook and now there's a place for Instagram. For any, and I'm sure that there's agents that are kind of on the cusp of making, and maybe it's a different generation that's still on Facebook, but why should they make the transition? What is the difference? And 
I know we're mainly focusing on Instagram today, but I want our listeners to understand what we need to use Facebook for, um, which I know is not, you're probably really good at it, but your expertise is Instagram and what Instagram is used for. So a general outlook on, on the two and how they need to be used. Yes. Yeah. So I actually pulled some like little fun stats from um, the CRM system that we use because they have great blogs and like really good factual information. So this was what one of the things said. Um, Facebook is the set or Instagram is the second most logged in social media site. Like Facebook is the first. So it goes Facebook, Instagram, which makes complete sense because most people will use Facebook for purchasing things like that's like the new thing right now during quarantine um like using Facebook marketplace I don't know maybe that's me we just bought a house so I'm always on Facebook marketplace um but I also feel like Facebook is used a lot for communicating via messenger or even just Mm -hmm. hopping on for business like it really is a hub for that so even if you pivot to Instagram a little bit you have to remember that you don't want to just leave the Facebook audience that you've spent time warming or developing maybe you just share with them hey I'm also on Instagram so which platform do you prefer because we're going to be posting to both and honestly you can reuse that content so the content that you're posting to Instagram if you take out the hashtags and you pivot maybe a little bit of the language based around your ideal client on either platform you can just reuse the content. Honestly, that's what we do. Um, And it works out great because we're still utilizing the same amount of time. It's just like another button basically on the CRM system. So it ends up working out. But for example, with Instagram, they will actually have, this is like a prediction, by 2023, they want to have 125.5 million active users. So that's so that's like more users than any other social media platform right now. Facebook has so many people because it's much more large and has been around for a lot longer. So more people are used to getting on it. But the key for Instagram is that you can use so many different videos and double clips and different ways of engaging your audience visually for real estate agents, that's actually very beneficial because you can showcase the house or the location on the block that may have the cute little coffee shop around the corner that they can walk their dog to in the morning. Like we really have to get specific when we're talking to our client, which I'm sure you all know, um, because based off of who's walking through the home, you kind of want to think like that. Who's walking through my Instagram page? And what are they going to be looking for when they come to my page? They want free value. Maybe I'm offering advice based around buying a home. Maybe I'm talking about mortgage um, percentages and how to be a smart buyer and when to look at a different type of market. Like all of this is free value that you all have an abundant amount of education on. So why wouldn't you share that with your clientele so that they feel like they can trust you? that's basically the idea of it. Okay. So building that trust, I want to go back to, um, you mentioned you just bought a house. Yes. Did you find your real estate agent on Instagram? I actually have a dear friend that's a real estate agent and she's like been literally diapers grown up together. So we had to go with her. (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. I love her. She'll probably listen to this later. Um, but she's amazing. So I was so happy that we had her. But I actually did some research, obviously, on real estate agents just uh-huh. because I've worked with them in the past, too. And I find that a lot of real estate agents that do well on Instagram have like over 100,000 followers. They've almost become influencers. Like they're not even using it really to sell a home anymore. That's kind of what it feels like. Um, so what I want us all to think about is more of that smaller community, maybe 5,000, 1,000 followers. For example, we have 1,000 followers right now. We generate leads on a daily basis for phone calls and real valid leads from Instagram. So that's how I want you all to think about it, creating a real community that's maybe looking to invest in homes frequently. So let's talk about this smaller community, because I think a lot of times we look at numbers. How many followers do I have? And is that that means I'm successful, but really are, and I'm just talking from the perspective of a real estate agent of what we're looking for. And again, I'm kind of new to Instagram um, and building, and I just started getting a little bit more active on what I do for for my team in real estate. Um, But it's really connecting with the local community and local businesses. And we've gotten a few direct leads from there. And I've learned the power of hashtags, which I'm sure we will get into, Um, but it's almost using Instagram to become an influencer in that community as well. Not necessarily, I mean, maybe outside of someone's looking to move to St. Croix, but um, yeah, let's talk about that smaller community. Yeah, absolutely. So this kind of leads into our first tip, which is all about location. Um, And I like to say that we have to utilize location on Instagram to become that local industry leader. And as real estate agents, that's something that's super important to be known as that one agent that everybody goes to for advice or maybe a referral, whatever it might be, help. So that is exactly what I want you all to think about every time you're hopping on Instagram. Location should be the number one thing, which I'm sure is very easy for real estate agents to know since that's so important to what you all do. Um, The newest thing on Instagram, which is now becoming like the new thing talked about in all of the social media manager groups, um, and that is location. And this has been something that we've been testing out for a while and the location and the utilizing of hashtagging locations. And even like areas that your client may hang out with, hang out in. So stores that they go to, coffee shops, as we mentioned, um, local locations near that home, maybe, that you know, dog parks, like things that people do in that area. It's a great way to connect with that client, but you always want to tag location on your Instagram posts And I believe Facebook too now really, really wants you to tag location. Even when I was scrolling on my Facebook this morning, just doing like some, you know, testing, the only posts that I saw were posts that were tagging locations to them. So when we have business pages on Facebook, most of the time we're not funneled out to people because they don't want it to feel businessy. They want it to feel personal. And that's great and dandy, but we need to touch new people. So how can we do that? We tag location on Facebook so that when those people tag or click that location, our posts will pop up. Maybe they'll scroll down through, even connect with us, hopefully follow so that they can at least see our posts and get our free value. And hopefully that will also build that trust to convert to the lead. So I do have some questions off of that because I noticed the location and this, I'm just uh, 
taking some free advice tips from you. Yeah. So on my Instagram, I decided, so I sell something a little bit different than most people. Um, I sell a destination. I live on a Caribbean Island. I know lucky me. So I just tag St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands every time. And okay. then I'll hashtag other things. But when, because you only get to actually tag one location. So I can't tag St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands, and then the restaurant that I ate at, right? Right, right. So do you suggest always tagging the location of the city that you're selling? And then maybe, like, actually, like, you know how you, well, tag someone, like, saying, like, doing the at sign. Is that and right. then putting their IG handle. Am I saying all the proper terms? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so tagging that. So we'll just say, for example, my location is St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. And I went to go eat at Duggan's Restaurant, which is a famous, you know, local great restaurant here. So is that the best way to do it? And then do hashtags of like hashtag St. Croix, hashtag SDX, hashtag all yes. of the locations. Yes, that's exactly what I would do. So especially for real estate agents. So you want to make sure like wherever your hub of your listings are, you're tagging that location or at least like a nearby location so that people will be able to understand where those homes are. So we don't want to like false advertise either and just all of a sudden tag, you know, a restaurant and then they're like, oh, so you're selling that restaurant? Like I didn't know they were closing. Yeah. So we don't want to cause any confusion, but I think that's a great idea. Like the at sign for the restaurants that they have Instagram accounts, or even if not, like maybe they're a small mom and pop and they just don't have an Instagram account yet. You can always talk about what did you get? Like, what did you get at the coffee shop? Why was it so great? Or what did you have for lunch? And talk about how intimate the mom and pop shop was and how it's like a small town, you know, cause that's gonna be the person that's buying. Or if you're in a large city, what was the greatest restaurant that you went to when you were touring the first people of the house or whatever it might be. Um, I think it really comes down to storytelling. And if you're able to tell a story to your client that they're going to feel like you are singling them out or it sounds like you're almost- Is this tip two, storytelling? This is a little bit of tip two. This is like more of the content creation. Um, but yeah, definitely the storytelling is key. So there's so many different ways that you can start to create content, which is all mapped out in our course, which we'll talk about because there's and I'm, like literally it's overwhelming to create content most of the time for most business owners um, because we end up sitting down and then we just feel like, what the heck do we write about today? I already have brain mush from answering all the emails earlier and doing all the other tasks. Mm -hmm. um, so what I like to say is really make a plan. Like you have to, if you're going to spend time on Instagram, you have to be willing to devote more time to plan your posts and actually be present on the app. Because if you're not, it's just unfortunately not gonna convert the way that you would like it to most of the time. So, so you're, you're more of a planet, don't, I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl. And okay. I kind of just, I've tried to kind of plan it out. It just didn't work with my personality, but sometimes I'm like, maybe I should plan this out because sometimes there's some days I'll go silent. Um, but I really try and make it like on the fly, like, oh, I'm showing this beautiful property. Let me snap a photo and say something cute and quirky or, you know, yeah. here are some tips. And is there a way that you can mesh the two, like have, uh, have it planned out 
in a sense on maybe some certain days. So for example, every Tuesday we have home tour Tuesday and once a month we do an expert panel and we'll say on Fridays, we talk about what's going on for the weekend. I made up the one. I haven't done the one on Friday because I don't like going on video. So is there a way that we could do both? Yes. Yeah. So for example, like what I try to coach based off of is everything that I do, because I feel like if we don't know other people that do it, that also do everything, all the tasks that we do, it feels so not doable. Um, So for example, with my content, like I'll create a month of content and each week I'll designate a a topic. I know it sounds like a lot, but so let's say we just want to start week by week. So each week gets a topic. So let's say for real estate this week, we're going to talk about one of our new listings. And even though that feels like a really small topic, like how much can I actually write about this house? There's so much that you can write. You just have to open up your mind and like be willing to think outside the box a little, Um, because that's also what your following will appreciate about you. So if you're taking time to actually give them that free value and talk to them, communicate with them, they'll engage with you back. Um, So it's like a give and take. Um, But for example, so we'll designate a topic. We're talking about your listing. On Monday, we'll explain where the listing is. Maybe we'll talk about how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, really simple, here's the listing. Then Tuesday, we'll talk about our experience when we first walked through the house. How do we feel? How do we think that, who do we think would live in this home? Is it gonna be a family? Is it gonna be a starter home? Is it a condo? Um, And maybe even talk about a fake avatar or an ideal client, how they might feel when they live in the home. On Wednesday, maybe you also do a virtual tour. So you give a new walkthrough of the brand new bathroom that was just redone. Or if it's not a visually appealing house, you can give a tour of the block. So talk about the neighbors, talk about how friendly everybody was, and talk about the strengths of the outside. And I'm going to stop you there before we keep going forward. Are we putting this on our Instagram page or Instagram story? So this I would do on your page. So you do want to post. Yeah. So this is also a new shift of quarantine. I'm glad that you stopped me. So as you're saying, creating that content as you go, like Thursday normally is for me is the content that I create like on the fly because it's an IGTV and I just don't have time to batch it. So I just do it the day of, and I know every Thursday I have to do it. Mm -hmm. So that would be what I would say. Like, let's say you want to create three posts a week so that you can just batch them. Like your first half of the week is normally crazy. And then the second half, you're good to go. Um, Thursday, hop on and do an IGTV, maybe reintroduce yourself. Um, And the reason why you do want to post at least five days a week, at least what we've seen with testing is if you're not, then people just forget about your account, unfortunately, and they won't really understand what your mission is. So most of the time we assume that everybody sees every post that goes out and that's just not true. You know, we can't all be on Instagram all the time. So they might only see your post on Wednesday, but maybe they're really interested in the house. So they're going to reach out to you. Um, frequently, Frequently, we'll see like different days of the week, different people like our posts just based off of their schedule. Um, 
So you do kind of want to be present at least five days a week if you can, but definitely create content on the fly, but I would always designate it to the same day so that you don't get, you know, thrown off, you know, so maybe at least theming. So maybe you're doing it on the fly, but you know, on Thursdays you do quick tips. Right. Um, right. You don't, you might not know what it is. You might not plan it out at the beginning of the month. That works for some people. I think I have a girlfriend who's very, structured and I try that and it overwhelms me. Um, so I think everyone's yeah. a little different. So what works for me is saying like, all right, so on Tuesdays I do home tour Tuesdays, like I said, and maybe Monday I'll do like a Monday motivation, at least have like maybe a, a theme a couple days a week. Yeah. 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 Like we'll also in the, when we go through, like we'll designate a day, like, okay, this is a promotional day. So I'm selling something today. Like I'm pushing a sale. And then the next day okay. is like, getting to know you or talking about your experience as you've grown as a real estate agent. So all of it is like broken down each day. So you know what to expect like each week. Cause that's the other thing. If we're just flying by the seat of our pants, sometimes it's just too much time. Like we just don't know what direction to go in. Um, So once you give yourself a little bit of structure, like whatever feels comfortable for you and throughout the trainings, everything that we teach, like I've had clients that will take my advice and they'll only apply it to their story and they end up being really successful. So when I say it's an experiment, like everything that you hear from everybody else, you should definitely digest and figure out what works best for your, mm-hmm. your daily life. You know, that's why we do what we do. We do what we do. So we have the freedom to do that, you know? Right. And, you know, my clientele, my ideal client community is going to be way different than someone who lives somewhere else. You know, they're a different age, they have different hobbies, they have, you know, so I think too, taking what you learn, like you say, and testing it out and seeing how people react to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because also with what you do, it's like one day there might be a great, beautiful day of sunshine that you can go out and like snap a few photos. And then all of a sudden the next day, it might not be beautiful out, you know, like that's the other thing we have to think about too, is like just capture an extra few, um, like pictures or things that you can always fall back on, on the content. So in the past, I've had clients that will say, I have like a content pool where if I feel like, you know, that day, I just don't have enough time. I'll just pull from that, which is nice too. And I wish I would, I know that I just don't, I don't know. I don't have, I have a lot of baby pictures, um, and a lot of just house pictures, but I need to just go out and get a whole bunch of lifestyle. It's almost like having my own stock photos for those days that I'm sitting in front of my computer. Right, right. And like, you can use stock photos too. Like even some of the posts that we'll do, it's like, we just don't have the time. It's quarantine. We don't have anywhere to take photos. Oh, I Canva the crap out of everything. Yes, exactly. Like that's what we pivoted to. Um, And it's actually been really fun. It's been a whole new creative process. And honestly, if Instagram isn't fun, you won't enjoy it. So you can't get caught up in the likes in the followers even like I tell you all of those numbers so you can know if you want to reach that number it's doable you know like we're doing it um but if 10 feels great for you or even two or five then that's all you need to put the amount of time towards you know until you reach that goal each week and what I always say is what really matters is making the sale like if we're not getting real leads or referrals at least from connecting with people on Instagram 
then what's the point of doing it? You know, like we have to spend our time where we're going to make money too. So we don't want you just wasting time. Like you, and really I want to caution against that because I think a lot of people think, well, I'm going to start posting on Instagram. I have it. And literally this comment came from someone that I work with who's probably a baby boomer. So, and this is where branding is so important. And this is where I chime in with the branding for real yeah. estate is you can't just start posting and with a month expect that. Like I, I say, if you're starting Instagram now and you're consistent with it, you will start seeing in about a year it, like you might get a little one off here, but in a year you'll start getting recognized for that. So during like this whole quarantine time, I decided to like really ramp up our social media. I got my boss on board to do videos all the time now. Um, and you know, we do get a little tired and sometimes we're like, ah, maybe not this week, next week, but then you miss that week. And, but we're starting to see people like, oh, I'm seeing your videos. They're so great. And this and that. And I love this one. And that one, like literally we're just starting to get comments and we started doing videos at the beginning of quarantine. And I am so excited to see what happens one year from now. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to caution people against that. You're not going to see it right away. So don't let that stop you. I say just consistently keep doing it. Yes. Yes. That's a great way to explain it because that's the other thing. If we attach our confidence to it, it really quickly becomes like a negative mindset, you know, like, and it will, it's, it's just like a normal human being with anything else that you're doing every day. And you feel mm -hmm. like you're not getting anything out of it. It definitely takes, like, if you follow the, the plan, right. And maybe go through with whatever feels good for you. Most of the account will bring on, it sometimes takes three months for us to go back through, weed out that old following, like discover new clients, even pivot. Maybe their clientele has been completely different pre-COVID and now post-COVID, right. everything's changed, you know? So that's the other thing to remember is people are online more than ever right now. So if you're able to get on and just dabble with it a little and get comfortable, you're ahead of the game 90% of the time, you know? So yeah. Just get on there, feel it out a little bit. And we do have a free business Instagram 101 training on my website. So for anybody that's just getting started that needs help like navigating the app or understanding what a hashtag is, um, please feel free to DM me or reach out to me through my website and I can email it to you. Okay. And really quickly, because well, I think we have a couple more tips. I think you had some more tips because you also wanted to talk about like the analytics side. Um, as well. Where, what's your website really quick and your yeah. Instagram? Yeah, it's www.meraki, M-E-R-A-K-I, mediamanagement.com. Okay. Perfect. And then, yeah, and then my Instagram is at Meraki underscore media underscore management. Perfect. So we've touched on a lot and we went into like really deep on these which I know in your course, we can dive even deeper. So we talked about tip one, location, 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 um, and hashtagging locations as well, and yeah. tagging people. Tip two was all about the content, which we touched on storytelling and just ideas of what they can do, structuring it a bit. And where do you want to take it from here? What other tips do you want to leave them with? 
Yeah, the last thing I want to include is, again, like a little hashtag tip. So with hashtags, you should always include 30 hashtags on each post. 30? I do like four. Wow. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what else I want to say for this is if you're just starting, make sure that you're using smaller hashtags. So sometimes three or four words. Um, and you can mix up the words so you don't have to recreate the wheel every time, you know, like mix the two words up and think outside of the box again a little bit. Um, but 30 on each post. So what we'll do, yeah, I know it's a lot, but it's so worth it. Um, you want to build out each of your clusters so that you never have to worry about it. And this is all in the training. What does that mean? Build out clusters? So yeah, so you'll build out 30 hashtags for each day of the week. So like Monday through Friday, and you'll be able to use them. It depends on your account, but you'll be able to use them probably around one to two months. So you won't have to change them ever, which is great because you're constantly rewarming that audience that follows those hashtags. Do you store that like in your notes or something on your phone? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was like, hashtagging like 10 my hand wants to hurt from hashtag and then I misspell it and it can't spell it for me anyways yes so put it yeah. in the notes yeah so put it in your notes store them there and then you can always go back to them and another really quick tip for this just to help with exposure because that's what really helps businesses on this platform since we're not as much as a personal account or a consumer um you also can include 10 hashtags on each of your story clips. So you'll actually be on that hashtag story. So let's say you're sharing a new property or you're sharing like a really valuable tip. You should definitely hashtag for that. Um, so I still have a couple more questions for you. Yeah. Um, so with that, so we, you know what I want to touch on because I did not know how powerful hashtags were because I didn't understand the why on Instagram. So, and I'm gonna let you elaborate on this because you're the expert, but hashtagging, people follow hashtags and that's why on Instagram they're so powerful compared to Facebook. Facebook, like I, the only reason why I ever went to hashtags on Facebook because I was looking for more content to share on my Facebook page for work, but the usual consumer scrolling through Facebook isn't checking out hashtags, right. but a consumer on Instagram can be like, oh, I want to follow this hashtag. Beauty right. or, you know, St. Croix, US Virgin Islands, I'm going on a trip there. So let me follow them to see what's going on. Yes. Yeah. So that's exactly how I would define a hashtag. So basically when you're hashtagging, your post is sent to this new profile on Instagram that basically pumps you out to anybody that follows that hashtag. So you're on a whole new feed, your photo is featured with the rest of the people that use that hashtag. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is how you can reach new followers. So even like things to do in St. Croix or things to do in the greater Philly area. Um, all of the things that people that normally would follow in your area. And since you all work with people that buy homes, it's 
a lot of people buy homes, you know, so it feels like a large ideal client. Um, but when you think about your client and the specific things that they need, you want to think about, okay, what can they afford, right? Like all the things you think about when you first think about touring somebody, you should also think about on Instagram and think about those hashtags that they're following too. And should you be more specific with it? So for example, me hashtagging real estate when it comes to branding your real estate is probably attached uh, connecting me with other real estate agents. But when I'm posting as Corinne King, the real estate agent in St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands, me putting hashtag real estate probably isn't going to put me in front of my ideal client community. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess when you think about the real estate hashtag, you want to think about either a home that's really stand out that maybe could like get you on the top of the feed and really um, expand your audience within your real estate empire. But for the most part, I would think about those surrounding areas and what hashtags in that location that people would be scrolling through like in their free time because now since instagram is optimizing on these locations which they literally are optimizing on the location like right now it happened like since quarantine moving forward um and location hashtags have been popping off for this entire past year in 2019 most of our clients all use location hashtags and sometimes they'll reach 50 percent more of an audience reach than their other posts that don't so they're reaching let's say they have a large audience almost 25,000 followers sometimes they're reaching 2,000 new people with one post so that's a lot of eyeballs, you know, yeah. to get in your stuff. So you, it's worth the time when you can batch the hashtags because you're reusing them. Like I said, honestly, we haven't changed ours since pre-quarantine because it's like not my favorite thing to do. But once I right. see the number drop, I'm very um, motivated to go in and redo them. So, so we, I think that's one of my goals today is to batch my hashtags, put them on my notes so I can reuse them. If you go to my branding your real estate, no one look at this. Wait, okay, you can look at that. I have like five hashtags. It's like, I'm killing it. I am so far from killing it. No, um, you are killing it. You're giving an effort. That's the best thing that you can do is like, you're still on the platform. You know, you're making an effort. So that's I'm trying and learning. And that's why I listen to podcasts or record podcasts. So I can keep learning so I can get better. Yes. And I have, I don't want to give away all your secrets. I mean, I feel like you've given them all away, but there's probably still so much to learn. Yeah. I do, and I don't know if this falls within your tips, but if you could quickly touch on stories, because that's like my new favorite thing. I'm having way too much fun with that. Yeah. And, um, maybe two things, stories. So you tell me how much time you have left, but stories, and then also how to interact, because I think posting is a big thing. Hashtags are a big thing. Stories, and then using Instagram to actually build those relationships and interact and communicate and network. Yes, yeah. So there's a reason why it's called social networking. There really is the social network, the movie, Facebook. There's a reason why it's called that because that's what it's intended to be used for. So right. when you know what the motivation of the Instagram heads may be, most of the time it's coming from a point of view, how much time can we have people use our app? 
how much time can we make them stay on here? So right. any way that you can offer that for Instagram, they're going to pump more eyeballs to you. So Chelsea Peterson, which I, I said, check her out. She's, she made a really, if you took social networking and made it look like you're walking into a room and call that room social networking, right? Or just networking. Either you're three people. I know which one I am as like a human on social media. Yeah. You either walk into the room and you sit in the corner and you just stare at everyone and then you leave and no one knows who you are. You know, you're just this creepy person who knows who everyone else is like the stalker. I'm the stalker. <laughs> um, and then you have the one person who goes in who does not ask you any questions about your life and just like throws up on you their entire life. They try and sell you, you know, they're that car salesman, like buy a house, buy a house, buy a house. And that wow. turns you off. And then you have the ideal one that comes in and says, Hey, how are you today? Oh my God. I love that dress you're wearing. Um, and then eventually they'll ask the question back and be like, Oh yeah. And look at this house. And they're going to say, well, what do you do? Oh, I sell real estate or, yes. you know, and here, let me give you some tips of advice. So yes. how is that how it should be? Will that help you get more of your ideal client community going and connecting? Yeah, exactly. So what I like to say about Instagram is I want you to think of this as your portfolio of all of your credibility and a way that you can share your amazing information with people when you are networking face-to-face -face or when you are on a Zoom networking event or in a Facebook group connecting with random people that don't know you. Because the most difficult part about online networking is skepticism so which right. makes sense we all have it um and it's very normal so when i communicate with people and people don't respond back to me i don't take any offense to it at all like sometimes i'm literally like i have no idea what's going on in their life like why do i think i'm so important that they need to take time out of their day to respond to me you know like we have to be a little bit humble when we tackle this because when you're communicating with people and you have your free value already built out on your page or you're building it out weekly as you go, which is what we started doing, you can just reach out and simply say, hey, I saw um, that you're local to the area. We have this beautiful listing. I also offer great tips. If you're interested in chatting more about how to learn how to be a successful investor in real estate i'm always open to chatting with you we can even take it on a zoom call if you're interested like really conversational um obviously that would be like an interaction with them coming back and saying like oh great thanks so much for connecting with me i love your posts about this home this is actually right down the street from me um really really like connecting with people that may be posting to those locations around you um, and even sometimes we'll just reach out and comment on some of their photos, like a nice comment and really, really conversational, like exactly how you would talk to somebody in real life. That's how mm -hmm. you should approach them online. Okay. And then let's touch quickly on, those were some of the questions that I was curious about just for my own Instagram. And maybe this will resonate with someone else who's in the same position as I am. Yeah. Um, I've really been trying to get the stories going. I noticed right. In my area specifically, no one really does stories. So I'm like, oh, I have an opportunity here to stand out. Yes, um, definitely. So 
tell me a bit about stories and how we can optimize that, what it is and why to use it and how to use it. Yeah, so a story is basically a 15 second clip or longer than that, that you can take of a video that is posted to your Instagram handle account. So people will scroll up to the top of your page and click on your profile icon and watch the video of you talking or giving a house tour. Um, and the reason why stories are so successful is because Instagram has positioned them at the very top of our feed. So most of us are very lazy consumers. If you ever think about yourself buying online and you say to yourself, well, if I can't buy through PayPal where my credit card is stored and I have to get off the couch to buy these shoes, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so that's most of the time, most consumers. Oh no, we froze. Are you back? Yeah, back. So we almost made it through the entire thing. It's my internet connection is unstable, it says. So okay. um, we'll wrap this up a little, but yes, yeah, so stories. Yeah. They're at the top of your page. They're successful because they're positioned up there. We're lazy consumers. And yes, I'm 100% with you. Like I did not purchase a gift for three weeks because I had to go into a different website that is not <laughs> Amazon. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I love to hear that. That is me too. Like I'm the laziest consumer. And that's why I try to think about how can I make this easy, digestible information. So even in your stories, like I know sometimes I bombard them and people are like, next, you know, they're like, Galen's talking again way too much. He's rambling, um, which it's okay. Cause I, I, I archive them later, which we can talk about too, archiving a story and saving it so people can go back and rewatch um, later, which is great. And that's really what I utilize it for. So people, when they first follow me can go in and hit my business archive and rewatch all of the tips that I've given on my stories. Mm -hmm. um, so you definitely want to save it, like especially if it's valuable content that people are interacting and engaging with. Definitely save your archive and that will appear like as a little bubble on your icon on your profile as well. But stories are great because you can utilize video and video right now is key on every social platform. I'm asking my husband to get off the internet so we have stronger. I'm like, what's going on? Well, I feel like we've had such a great recording. Again, I don't want to give away all your, all your tips, but you gave such good information that we can take with us. So I am just going to recap on a couple of things. Um, did you see I've been taking notes? Lot, like three, four pages. Let's see. I'm a mess. Yay. Taking notes. Um, so we... Again, talked about the location hack, hashtag content. Um, we talked about hashtags. I'm really shocked about 30, 30 hashtags and how to build out those clusters, put them in your notes. And thank you so much for touching a bit more on stories and then also how to actually network authentically on this Instagram platform. And with that, let's talk quickly about this course that you have coming up how everyone can attend it or reach you. I know that we talked about your 
contact information in the middle of all of this, but I would like to leave everyone with that. If you have time, go grab a pen and paper so you can write this down or pull out your phone. Um, but let's touch on that. Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, the easiest way to contact me, like if you have a question, I always offer free coaching through my DM. So please do not feel intimidated to reach out to me or like I won't get back to you. I reach, I honestly answer everybody if I can. So please reach out to me and I will answer you. Um, at Meraki, M-E-R-A-K-I underscore media underscore management. Um, and that's where you can just send me a quick DM if you have a question. But you can also access our website through Instagram as well. And we have a work with me button. So we have about five tiers of ways that we can work together, which gets really in depth. But the first tier is all about our first eight week business Instagram training program, which we actually just recreated and re-updated. So every Everything is new and shortened, a little bit condensed, so it doesn't take you as much time to get through. Um, and that you can actually download through my website right now. So if you're interested in just really diving deep on how to grow your following on your own, please go there and download that um, course. Like I said, it's up there right now on my website, www.marakimediamanagement.com. Perfect. And so I want to leave it with this. What is the heart and soul of Instagram? Wow, that's a really good question. I would have to say for me, it's spreading love because that's why I started this business. And like, that's really what made me want to pull the trigger of getting my LLC and like jumping in and going for it. So I hope that we can just continue to spread education and love and free value on the platform because that's really what I believe in this can take to the next level is just sharing all of our information together and learning and educating. It's exciting. Get ready for a, per, a post to put people to work. And I want to see how other real estate agents will spread their love on Instagram. Yes, me too. Well, thank you so much for being patient with me today. We are still recording. Um, Hopefully I can get all this edited and post by tomorrow for everyone else. That'll be a Friday. <laughs> they don't really know when we recorded this. Um, and uh, anyone who's listening to this, you can head to branding you underscore real estate on Instagram. I will be tagging um, Kate here with Meraki media management uh, many times and on this post. And thank you so much again thank for you. reaching out and making this happen. Of course. Thank you so much. This was such a great experience and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Yes, ma'am. All right. Have a good day. Okay. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.